it's finally, finally, finally here. My most anticipated movie of the year and my most anticipated movie of last year. Robert Pattinson being an inspiring piece of cast and his Batman is sandwiched between Affleck, who was in obviously last year's Snyder Cut Justice League, and Keaton, who will be returning to the role before the end of the year. You have Paul Dano, an incredible actor, with a take on the Riddler that's a mix of Seven and Zodiac, director Matt Reeves, who obviously done two of the, the Planet of the Apes movies, and Cloverfield, which for my money is the best monster movie ever made. I could not be more excited for this film when I sat down to see it. All the anticipation, that all the delays, everything, and it's fine. It starts absolutely fantastic. It has a truly brutal opening. It's more akin to Zodiac than The Dark Knight, and director Matt Reeves seems intent on making his own mark on a character that, as I said, has, has three iterations in less than two years. This picks up in year two of Batman's Crusade, so thankfully we don't need to see the Waynes getting riddled like Swiss cheese in a hail of bullets and pearls. And Pattinson's Gotham Knight, very much like the movie itself, he's driven by legacy. He's a nihilist. He almost wants to be killed in battle because he wants to change the perception that his family's name is forever associated with this helpless billionaire dying in the gutter. He wants the Wayne name to be known as this badass who was like physically fighting crime rather than you know politically fighting it. And it's a theme that runs throughout the movie. All the central characters look to step out from the shadows of the perception that they have the perception of their their lineage as well and stamp their own narrative it's really unfortunate then that the film just kind of turns into a, a mixtape of its influences it takes scenes themes even dialogue wholesale from other movies and including other batman movies it's like a frankenstein's monster of a movie it just taps so much into what's gone on before Batman thinking that his presence has caused escalation. Scenes like the interrogation scene we have from the Dark Knight. Even the thing where like he, he pushes the penguin's head against the glass in one scene and it shatters the same way that it did in, in the Dark Knight when he pushes uh, Heath Ledger against it. The, the letter to kind of show how Gotham has you know, fallen and how corrupted is that Bane done in the Dark Knight, or Dark Knight Rises rather, is done here in a very similar way. There's a nightclub scene that kind of feels like the Dark Knight scene with Eric Roberts and it's even scenes from things like Seven there's the scene in Seven where we're going through John Doe's journals it's done pretty similar to here and even there's a line of dialogue in Seven where Kevin Spacey says you can't just tell people things you need to bash them over the head with it and there's a scene where Paul Dano pretty much verbatim says the exact same thing so it never kicks out to feel like its own thing it just feels like a a greatest hits of all the other batman movies and me as someone who has read literally hundreds of batman comics i rarely read them and think okay yeah that's from another comic or that's from something else and even you know borton's batman or nolan's or even Zack snyder's i never watched them and thought oh you've taken that from something else or you've taken that from a different film and I think that feels like the biggest missed opportunity, especially with Matt Reeves, who, you know, took something like Planet of the Apes and made that his own. He didn't just copy from the other movies. And Cloverfield, like, uh, we've all seen monster movies. They tend to follow the same formula. That, to me, was something truly, truly unique. And that's why I was so excited for this, because I really thought we were going to get something we hadn't seen before in a Batman. And by the end of it, I just kind of felt like, I've seen this before. When I came out of Batman Begins, I was ready to run through walls. I wanted 15 other Batman movies. Now, it's not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, but it just 
feels like it doesn't take a big swing. It plays it as safe and as down the line as could possibly be. And when you have people like you know, Robert Pattinson as Batman, you have Paul Dano as the Riddler, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and an unrecognisable Colin Farrell as the Penguin, it just feels like you had the players in place and you just didn't take advantage of it. You just, you know, let's let's keep it tight and play for a draw. We'll try and get it in the second leg. To be honest, the main complaint I've heard from a lot of people is the runtime, the nearly three-hour runtime of this. Honestly, I didn't find that to be as bad as a lot of people. I was never bored during the film, but it, it definitely has a problem with momentum. It doesn't feel like it's building to anything. It just seems like a, an amalgamation of scenes. And then the last 20 minutes, similar to The Dark Knight, it feels like that was something that was a studio note that they didn't have a big action scene aside from the, the car chase, which is absolutely spectacular. And that was just tacked on at the end because if you, you take that out of the film, it makes no difference to it whatsoever. And to say, you know, to take the last 20 minutes of any film and say it doesn't make a difference is a huge issue. It's incredibly frustrating because there is some fantastic moments in the, the, the car chase, as I mentioned. The opening introduction to the Riddler is absolutely brilliant. But it just, if you are a Batman fan, if you've seen the films before, there's nothing in here that you haven't seen before. There's a moment in that where we find out the Riddler's real last name is Elliot and the word hush appears on the screen. I thought, oh, oh here we go. This is where it's, it's going to take a tour and it's, it's not going to be what we thought it was. But that's just never mentioned again and there's nothing to that. Even there's obviously the, the scene where Barry Keown is teased as the Joker. We've seen that already in like Batman Begins, where they, they had the tease. The Joker now feels like we're setting this up to be, you know, Dark Knight Part Two. You have such a rich tapestry to tap into in that character. Do something that hasn't been done before. Plant your flag and make this, you know, the Matt Reeves Batman instead of making it the the Nolan Life version. You could do Matt Hatter, Ventriloquist. Take a character like Dr. Freeze, which was done ridiculously, and, and put your mark on it and make that I'm the guy who made Dr. Freeze into a great character. And we've seen with things like Heart of Ice where you could do it. Or even if you want to keep the Arkham side of things, have Hugo Strange be the Doctor. And even as something that we haven't seen before, introduce the Court of Owls. But it, it ended this film, the flooding and the kind of, you know, we've lost certain parts of the city. It's the No Man Land story, which we've already seen already in Dark Knight Rises with Bane. Even if you could introduce the, the Robin character, I know that for the first one it's year two, or even Nightwing, you know, characters that, you know, are considered a kind of a laughing stock at this point. You put your own mark on them and make them into something that we haven't seen before. Whereas this is, you know, another incarnation of the joke. We know we've seen Joaquin Phoenix win an Oscar, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto recently as well playing him. There's so much you can do with it. Stop going back to the same, you know, three things, the same three storylines, the same three characters over and over and over again. And even here, like, the Riddler has been sold to us as this, you know, incredible, intricate, criminal genius. And his plan is essentially the moment in The Simpsons where the assassin shows up and he says, killing a man is a lot like an intricate game of chess, you know. There's... And then he just volleys in the door and starts firing wildly that's essentially the Riddler's plan. And even the, the fact he gets captured, which was what we've seen you know, Joker do in Dark Knight, makes zero sense in this because there is absolutely no reason for it to be captured. All of his plan has been already set in motion. The bombs are automated, so there's nothing to it. 
except for he has the the confrontation with Batman with the interrogation scene. We have what have you done? Which again we have seen done better in a film that you know is fairly iconic and memorable. It's not like you're you're doing something from forty years ago that people have a vague recollection of. The Joker interrogation scene in Dark Knight is you know one of the most famous scenes in comic book history. I know I'm sounding like I I hated the film. I didn't. I enjoyed it. it was for me a three and a half out of five film, but it just felt like such a a huge missed opportunity considering the the characters, the the cast, the director you had involved, and especially with you know, we see every time Batman is mentioned, you know, the, the release, the Snyder Cut, bring back the Snyderverse. This felt like the moment for Matt Reeves to go, No, this is mine now. Regardless of how you feel about like the Zack Snyder movies, you look at those films and they're his. You look at the Nolan films, they're very distinct. Same with the board movies, even the Adam West ones. Whereas if you were to show someone who you know doesn't know the behind the scenes of a batman movie and said oh yeah this is part of the chris nolan ones they would never think to question you because it looks and sounds exactly the same and that's my greatest frustration with it especially as someone as such a massive batman fan oh there's so many different ways you could take this you can do you know the the scott snyder greg capullo run court of elves grant morrison's arkham asylum there's iconography you can tap into but that said, I am interested to see where this goes. I like everybody involved in this. And I'm hoping this was kind of Matt Reeves steadying the ship after all the, the Snyderverse and DC EU mess. And I hope that 2 and 3, he's able to kick off and put his own mark on this and do something different. That Warner Brothers trust him enough that he can take this in a completely different direction. And we're looking at this as, you know, a good start and a half point, but man, did this really go somewhere in two and three? Because I absolutely love this character, and I think the cast and the people involved are, yeah, they would be my first round draft picks for who to do this. And I just hope the material lives up to the players and they're able to deliver something really, really great that we haven't seen before. Because to me, there's nothing worse than taking something that could be great and making it meh you know if you take a swing and you miss and it's bad that's fair if you take a swing and it's fantastic better again make it yours otherwise you just make it like that shot for shot remake of psycho it's just a copy of something that's already gone before and by definition a copy of something is not going to be as good as the original let me know what you think agree disagree am i way off the mark here and the batman is the greatest movie ever made or like me do you feel this is a missed opportunity 